I love this song. I love nachos. Loving everything? You might be buzzed. You know what I'd love? A ride when it's time to head out. If you see a buzz warning sign, call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana. Statewide, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. It's David Noble filling in for Aaron Flint. We're talking to Evelyn Pyburn. Evelyn, thanks for hanging with us through that break. Sorry I had to cut you off there. I think you were basically talking about how um, these these leftist Democrats that are running a lot of these major businesses and banks and, and, and pushing all of this wokeism and diversity equity included they they really don't they really don't believe in capitalism they don't even believe in sort of the traditional american values and yet they're the first ones uh to ask for a bailout i, I don't know if that's kind of where you were going with that or, or do you want to clarify uh, well yes i mean i you know they very much uh are anti-capitalists so you know wh- what's the big deal? So they lose a few billion dollars. They shouldn't be asking for a bailout. They don't right. like that. They don't like that kind of profitable enterprise, anyhow. So yeah, I that's don't... a good point. I like that. <laughs> but you know, yeah, they're kind of they're you know the old saying they're they're expecting to have their cake and eat it too, and and um, and and I mentioned that um, there's just so many people who don't believe that actions have consequences. And, you know, maybe they never will believe it if they are always being bailed out of having to face those consequences. And that's kind of, you know, I mean, the very least we ought to get out of this, as far as the country goes, is that these people are left to stand and face the consequences of their philosophy and actions and um i mean it's a terrible i mean i'm sure there's very there's people who are quite innocent of all of this caught up in it but um there's not going to be an end of really bad outcomes if if the reality of some of these philosophies and ideas aren't uh made clear to people um and, and that, you know, most especially uh, when you go into a business, you know, the, the, when they want to use a business to promote um, environmental ends and social, uh, do good things and and uh, not be critical of the crazy government mandates and everything on a business. And, and then, uh, you know, this is where they squander any profit a business might make. Well... A business has to have profits to sustain itself. And, you know, if I'm investing in a business and somebody starts talking about those kinds of things that ESG uh, is all about, I I would never invest in it because it's almost guaranteed they're going to go broke. No, that... no, I think that's a great point. That's a great point. And there's this whole sense on the left of there should be no personal responsibility for any of this stuff. It's just like with student loans and how I guess we have to forgive student loans and have the taxpayers have the taxpayers pay for student loans because the consequences of people's decisions is oh, it's not their fault. And um, and and you're you're that's it's a really good point about like the these 
people that were putting their money into Silicon Valley Bank, though, these are people in Silicon Valley, these venture capital firms, these tech startups, they donate like 99% of their money to Democrats, and then they're putting billion or millions or however many into these deposits at Silicon Valley Bank at the same time that they know Silicon Valley Bank is out there bragging about spending $5 billion on uh, ESG and diversity, equity, and inclusion, and fighting fighting man-made global warming and so hey if you're if you're a venture capital firm or you're a tech startup and you're putting all of your money into a bank that's that's out there spending five billion dollars on esg stuff you know maybe maybe you should have some responsibility when that bank fails oh totally and and we're not going to convince them or you just don't convince people that they're wrong until they have to face consequences of those ideas. And, um, I mean, I, I think we have a, a whole lot of people in this country who are very spoiled in the sense that they have come to take for granted so many things that been made available at low cost and the access through capitalism, and they've never understood why that is the case. And, um, you know, there's just a lot of lessons here that have to be learned. I don't know how else to say it. But. Well, it, it, the, the thing that really bugs me about this is how taxpayer dollars, our, our dollars are now going to fund and to backstop radical left-wing ideas. And there's uh, there's another story I've got here in, in my stack of stuff about um, how many how many taxpayer dollars go to these nonprofit groups that then push radical left-wing ideas. And so it's a, it's a real problem that our taxpayer dollars are going to fund these radical left-wing groups and and now we're now our taxpayer dollars are going to fund, you know, rich people in Silicon Valley who spent all of their their money on on Democrat causes, and it's just totally unfair and unjust, and, and it needs to end ASAP. But hey, we've been talking about this kind of nonstop this morning. Do you have do you, what? What else you got this morning? Do you talk about? Well, um, one of the you know everybody kind of quit talking about um, President Biden's um, crazy <clears throat> tax increases that he's proposed with the new budget, and um, you know it. it uh, all of the talk, the business commentators and talk shows are are were just filled up with that as as people were just amazed at um, some of the uh, things that the president is pushing for and would result his budget would result in uh, the. Montana, or the National Manufacturing Association, they were very upset with uh, what they see as uh, uh, in that budget were it to be, uh, you know, adopted, which which is not apparently likely. Hey, we're up, but, we're up uh, against the break. We're up against okay. the hard break here. I'll, we'll be right back, David Noble. Liberal Senator John Tester pretends to be just an everyday every man, but yet he's racked up over $1.2 million in restaurant bills at fancy Washington, D.C. restaurants. You know, I'll tell you what, that's why I'm really glad I went through Billings' last diet because, you know, man, I got back from my last deployment. I was putting on the pounds and uh, couldn't get them off. And, you know, the thing is, is when when you get in that lifestyle where you just eat too much – 
it also gets to be really expensive, especially with the the John Tester Biden inflation that we've got going on right now. So so thanks to Billings last diet, not only did I lose 33 pounds in under three months, I've kept it off four years later, but I'll bet you I've saved a lot of money. Uh, I've saved a lot of money where I'm not just going to get fast food because I feel like I need to eat right now. Uh, You save money. You lose weight. But more importantly, it's about your health. It's about being around for your kids and your grandkids. Check it out. It's the program that works. Billingslastdiet.com or call 294-6751. This is where Montana talks ag with Lane Nordland. In the wake of a third atypical case of bovine spongiform encephalopathy, or BSC, being discovered in Brazil, lawmakers and cattle producers are calling for a halt of beef imports from Brazil. The USDA has yet to do so. Last week, in an exclusive one-on-one interview with Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack, we pressed the issue. This was his response. Uh, on the BSE issue, I think we have to be very, very careful. And why do I say that? Because there are different types of BSE. And when you have an atypical case, as is the case with the Brazilian situation, the World uh, Animal Health Organization basically says that's not uh, a basis upon which you should be restricting trade. We had a BSE, an atypical BSE incident, uh, not too long ago in, in uh, out west. Uh, and so do we want the rest of the world to stop our beef trade for an atypical case. I don't think we do. We have to be very careful about this particular circumstance and situation and understanding the distinction between the type of BSE that would really cause a significant problem and, and one that does not. We'll obviously continue to be monitoring this and be very vigilant about it, but whatever we do to Brazil, the rest of the world can do to the United States. And I think that's why we have to be a bit careful about it. But many are citing that it took Brazil 35 days to report the atypical case of BSC, while at the same time, the Netherlands and Spain had atypical cases appear, and they reported that information immediately to the World Animal Health Organization. I'm Lane Nordlund. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. So David Noble filling in for Aaron Flint. We've got Evelyn Pyburn from the Big Sky Business Journal on the phone. Evelyn, uh, sorry about again about cutting you off there right at the break, but you, you brought up a really good point, which um, I did want to talk about today, which is Joe Biden's absolutely absurd uh, $6.9 trillion budget that includes trillions and trillions um, in new taxes. There's there's a whole bunch of sort of ways to look at it, but, uh, but $7 trillion in spending from the fe- federal government, and then all these trillions of dollars and taxes on top of it, which are which would absolutely continue to decimate the economy. I mean, it, it's absurd what Biden has proposed. And thankfully, uh, Kevin McCarthy has said it's basically dead on arrival in the House. Well, I guess one would hope so. Um, even even the Democrats have to, at some point, understand that you can't um, do any of the things they want to do if you don't have somebody out there producing um the the wealth that's needed to support it and um when when businesses are taxed out of existence then uh, well i mean one of the amazing things i guess in this this whole uh economic downturn whether whether it's a recession or whatever is the fact that employment has remained so strong and if you start uh, doing things that push these businesses out of business, and those jobs are going to go away, and and um, we're going to have a lot of people unemployed. And 
you know, that's <laughs> that, that's just a, a horrifying uh, situation. Right. No, and the other, I mean, the other thing about Biden's uh, pol- or pr- bu- proposed budget is that just absurd assumptions built within his budget. He's got, you know, growth rate assumptions that are totally unrealistic. Um, there's actually, there's actually a new, uh, paper coming out from a committee to unleash prosperity about how biden's policies have drilled a half a trillion dollar hole in social security um and with all of these new taxes um joe biden and the democrats and john tester want to want to raise taxes so much that it's going to kill our gdp growth and that gdp growth is is the entire underlying assumption and basis of of what everybody always says is that that's not a problem and and everything's gonna gonna be fine and it's all based on these notions that we're just going to continue to massively grow gdp every year which is not going to happen if you crank up taxes the way the democrats want to do right and and they succeeded in slowing it down since the the trump days as it is and uh you know, it, it's going to be worse than that if uh, everybody is scrambling to pay taxes or, uh, well, I mean, and, and the other thing is, is businesses are going to start meeting more uh, problems in getting uh, the materials and equipment that they need to produce. And, um, I mean, all of it just compounds and, and builds on itself to where it, it doesn't function anymore. And, um, I mean, we're just going down the road. Um, one of the proposals apparently in the Biden budget and tax increased taxes is, is he, uh, he eliminates the tax deduction for research and development. And, it, and this one article pointed out that while he's doing that, China get and I, I don't quite know how this works because I didn't know that China offered these kind of things, but apparently China's uh, offering like 200% deduction for research and development in manufacturing, but Biden would eliminate that. So you kind of wonder, you know, that he, he's, uh, if, if once again he, he's relinquishing the well-being of our country for the benefit of China. And um, anyway, I, I'm certainly hoping that... Uh, um, Brighter ideas prevail, and, and uh, the tax and uh, budget proposal from Biden goes nowhere. Yep, I agree. And and we've got to get the the Trump tax cuts extended as well. Those are set to expire, I think, in 2025. Uh, That's going to be a a huge issue in 2024. But, um, you know, you just can't you just can't continue to to raise taxes. I've got a story here somewhere um, in my stack of stuff here that, that kind of went through all of the different tax uh, hikes that the Biden and the Democrats are proposing. I'll try to find that and we can read through because it, it's truly just staggering when you look at these these tax increases. Um, but I saw some interesting stuff in the hot sheet this morning. I don't know if you wanted to kind of talk about any of these issues. Well, sure. <laughs> this fentanyl story I thought was pretty um, timely considering John Tester is finally pretending to care about fentanyl. Um, yeah, I, I was very, uh, you know, just moved with these parents and, and, and losing these babies simply because they were crawling around on the floor or 
on the grass in a park, and, and you don't know where this fentanyl is anymore, and it takes so very, very little of it, just a few grains of it, it's enough to kill a child. Yeah, and that, we're up against another short, short uh, news break here at the top of the air, bottom of the air. We'll be right back. News. I'm Lillian Wu. President Biden looking to shore up confidence in the banking system after two of the largest bank failures in decades over the past few days. Small businesses across the country, the deposit accounts at these banks can breathe easier knowing they'll be able to pay their workers and pay their bills. And their hardworking employees can breathe easier as well. Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank have now been taken over by regulators. The president this morning heads to San Diego to meet with the British and Australian prime ministers to talk about their nuclear partnership. The meeting comes as reports say Australia plans to purchase submarines from the United States. It's an extended West Coast trip for the president, as the White House says he'll also visit Monterey Park, the site of a mass shooting, to discuss gun violence, then head to Las Vegas. Fox's Ryan Schmel. America's listening to Fox News. We're talking to Evelyn Pyburn on the phone from the Big Sky Business Journal. Uh, Evelyn, you were just talking about this fentanyl story that's in the Big Sky Business Journal hot sheet. Apparently, a lawsuit has been filed against Airbnb as a consequence of a 19-month-old baby dying from an encounter with fentanyl at a vacation rental in Florida in 2021, another toddler was saved after crawling on grass in a California park, and it's just these these tiny, tiny, tiny amounts of fentanyl. Where if you're at a rent a rental or in a park or something, and your kid accidentally even touches it, they can they can literally die. Is that the takeaway? Yes, yes, and and I and I guess my alarm is, <clears throat> I mean, there are many, many people who just don't understand. The threat of fentanyl. Um, <clears throat> um, somebody mentioned that you should, we shouldn't be calling it a drug because it's a poison, um, and it, uh, it it is just permeating every aspect of our lives. There's so much of it available that's coming across the border, and 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 somebody could hold in their pocket enough fentanyl to kill thousands of people, and so it's, it's staggering. Even, even Across the border, it's an easy thing to do because it doesn't take very much. Um, right, and, and it's easy to hide. And Joe and Joe Biden and and the Democrats, including John Tester, have done nothing to secure the border. Have done nothing to stop this coming in uh, from China. And now, because John Tester is going into it, another re-election campaign, John Tester has now sent a letter uh, to Joe Biden telling him how he needs to do better um, at, at cracking down on fentanyl. It's it's truly preposterous. Evelyn, we've got another caller on the line here. I'm going to get to, but thank you so much for calling in, Evelyn Pyron from the Big Sky Business. Um, thank you so much. Let's go to Jay in Bozeman. Jay, thanks for calling. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Good. You? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. So I, I called in to talk about, you know, specifically our representation in Washington. And, uh, you know, John Tester, here we go again. I, I, I literally beg to know. How a man who is a public servant, and that's what all of our elected servants are, they're just public servants, how in the heck did he become a multi-multi-millionaire on a hundred and sixty-something thousand dollar salary per year? I just don't understand it. Who owns him? 
And I just don't get it. He sent this letter that you were just making reference to. Where was he at three, four, five years ago? Yep. Why is our border on the south open? Why are the people up in along along the High Line experiencing illegal immigration in Montana? And why are idiots from Seattle traveling here to then transport them across state lines? I'm just I'm just at my wit's end. I pray literally every day that the Lord will help these people see the error of their ways and that the idea of America not wind up in the trash bin of history due to the stupidity, greed, and avarice of our elected servants. Amen, Jay. Understand. Hey, if you want to hang on, if you want to hang on to the end of the break here, we got a quick break, but amen, Jay. Thanks. This is where Montana talks. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. David Noble live from high above downtown Billings, Montana, filling in for Aaron Flint, 406-294-0970. Looking out at the beautiful Bear, Bear, uh, Beartooth Mountain Range with the sun coming up. It's a beautiful day out there. We got Jay in Bozeman still on the line. Uh, Jay was calling in and talking about how John Tester, uh, John Tester now worth million, multi-millionaire, um, claiming he's just a, a, a working dirt farmer uh, spending spending millions at restaurants in DC while while pretending to be you know driving old you know pickup from the 70s and be this dirt farmer and and, and he number one recipient of lobbyist cash in the Senate um, Jay thanks for the call again I don't know if you, you had any further comments there oh I'm sorry I got the wrong phone line here Jay you there yes I am just one one observation. Yes, the sun's looking beautiful coming up over the bridges too, and uh, yeah, so I'm sure it looks gorgeous over the parachute. Um, two two quick comments. One, I encourage everybody, everybody, liberal, conservative, somewhere in the middle, pick up the Declaration of Independence. Your Declaration of Independence. Read it. It states you have a right and a duty to replace a government that no longer serves your interests. I don't feel served by my elected servants. I don't feel served by them. They don't know me. They don't know my interests, my needs. They just care about enriching themselves. And finally, our president, he's a sick, sick man. The people around him should be charged with elderly abuse. That man, Joe Biden, has fraucheristic disorder. You don't believe me? Go look at him smelling little children all over the Internet. That's fraucheristic disorder. It's in the Diagnostic Statistics Manual's DSM-5. It's in there. Google it. Dr. Google will tell you what it is. If I'm wrong, call me a liar. If you can prove it, I'll admit it. But I'm not wrong. That man is ill and needs mental health treatment. All right. Thank you so much for the call. Really, really appreciate uh, that call and uh, a lot of truth to to a lot of that. And, and John Tester is as phony as it gets. And I think the last time I was in here talking to Aaron Flint, I, I, I said, Aaron, boy, is John Tester good at being phony. He's one of the, the best phony artists uh, you, you could ever imagine. Because when, when you see his tweets about being a dirt farmer and about working the same land his ancestors worked 100 years ago, boy, is it is it hard not to 
not to like the guy, but you, we've all got to recognize how phony he is, how corrupt he is. He he is probably one of the most corrupt U.S. senators, in my opinion. We've got Senator Brad Molnar uh, from Laurel on the phone. Senator Molnar, thanks for calling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for having me on. You bet. Uh, can you hear me? Okay, I'm getting an echo here. I can hear you fine. Okay. Uh, you guys, uh, you and Elvin were talking about uh, fentanyl, and I wanted to point out that uh, fentanyl is a legal drug. Uh, they use it when uh, morphine won't work anymore, and it's made primarily by the pharmaceutical uh, industry in China, and uh, despite my best efforts, they killed my bill. We invest our retirement funds from our public employees and our military in the pharmacy, in the pharmacological industry in China. It's very regulated as to how much they can sell there, and it's not regulated as to how much they can export. We are paying for and investing in the fentanyl industry. I think we should admit it. It's not the drug roads in uh, uh, Mexico. It's shipped to them uh, in component or whole form and sent up here. It's the Chinese government. It's the Chinese drug lord. And we are heavily invested in their manufacturing process. Yeah, no, that, that, that's all right. And, and fentanyl is an important, an important painkiller. Um, it, it, for people that have chronic pain, people are prescribed fentanyl, and, and I'm not I'm not opposed to, to fentanyl being used for um, you know uh, chronic pain patients, just like uh, regular opioids, oxycotton, all those things are legal, valid drugs. But uh, Senator Molnar has got a great point about. Um, the, the we're investing in China and and it's not just there it's not just that they're they're making fentanyl um, that then is then moving from legal status to the black market and becoming illegal it's more it's more uh, the, the China is making a lot of our drugs you know a lot of our drugs are manufactured in China um, and one of the reasons I really like Vivek Ramaswamy is he's one of the only candidates calling for a complete decoupling of China uh, Senator Molnar I don't I don't like the idea of China manufacturing all of our drugs. I don't like the idea of us using our military, our National Guard, and our Reserve, uh, uh, their retirement funds to make the ammunition aimed at them, to make high-tech helicopters that will outfire uh, Cobras, uh, uh, to build their Navy, and then have uh, that Navy aimed at us in the South China Sea. Uh, uh, Marco Rubio is on a crusade at the federal level. I'm at a, I'm, I'm using his exact bill at the state level. And twice now, it's been killed. Twice I tried to, I tried to blast it. Last time I got 14 votes out of 50 to say we would not invest in Chinese firms that we can't even audit, all of which would be the Chinese military industrial complex. Yeah, that's crazy. Why? It's, I, I don't understand why that bill isn't passing. Uh, it is argued, uh, uh, the uh, head of uh, business said, oh, this passes, they'll need 200 million employees at, uh, on the Board of Investments. Uh, even the Board of Investments doesn't say that. It was patently false. Uh, it's, not that hard. Uh, it's not that hard to invest invest money in, in a good and a sound manner without uh, sending it to China. 
No, uh, uh, some Chinese firms stepped into a uh, fund I bought for my wife. He's Chinese, and she will not invest in anything Chinese, anything Chinese government. Uh, so we went down. I said, we don't want these. Uh, the uh, Chinese stock said it. She said, no, there isn't. They've taken them out. And I said, why? She said, they see the same risk you do, that if uh, we sanction China for uh, helping Russia, uh, they'll lose their investment. In our case, that's $148 million in one second. And uh, I said, well, if, if they're willing to do it, I don't want to invest in them. He said, okay, we'll sell those. Where do you want to put it? I said, put it in this front. She said, that was it. We were going to, in, in uh, five minutes, and then we said, how, how did your dad do it? So, uh, no, for the Board of Investors to say we would need more employees, they, what they're saying is we would have to cherry-pick the Chinese firms as opposed to buy them in a fund. Why, why do it at all? There's plenty of right. good investments in our allies and in American firms. We don't need to invest in the Chinese Communist right. Party. Well, I mean, how hard is it? How hard is it to to simply uh, purchase a, a treasury ladder of, of short term T bills that are paying five percent? Senator Molnar, thank you so much for the call. Really appreciate it. Uh, good information there. Um, I, I it doesn't make sense to me why you why the board of investments would need two hundred more employees for us to no longer invest in the Chinese military. Um, there, there's a it's there's so many facets to this China issue, uh, and they're communists. They're Xi Jinping is an evil communist that that they hate America. And there was a big Wall Street Journal report this weekend that I read about um, how China basically nudged America out of the South China Sea. In 2014, during the Obama administration, that was the critical year uh, when when China basically – completed uh, a lot of these um, South China Sea islands. And and so South China Sea um, is is way south of China. It's off the coast of Vietnam to the west of the Philippines. Um, And and it's the South China Sea is closer to Vietnam and closer to the Philippines than it is to China. But China claims the entire sea and everything in it. And uh, it's it's obvious it's a totally illegitimate claim. Um, I think the Philippines... Uh, filed a, a claim in an international tribunal against China and what China was doing in the South China Sea and won. And the international tribunal said China is acting illegally. This is Philippines land and sea and get out China. And China refuses. Now China has missiles uh, across all of these islands in the South China Sea pointed at the U.S. Um, the United States is now having to send carrier groups through the South China Sea doing freedom of movement operations. And uh, the Obama administration uh, basically allowed China to to build up this massive military presence in um, in the South China Sea, and now and we're in an extremely dangerous situation. And now we've got you know all of these American dollars going to China in all these different ways. Very very dangerous situation. Uh, I personally, you know, hey, this is this is the way I always ask people. I was like, hey, if you're let's say let's say you've got a business here locally. And there's there's a, a convicted murderer and a convicted rapist uh, that that's just got released from prison, let's say. And are you going to do go do contracts and business deals with them? Well, you might, um, but no, most people wouldn't. So why are we doing business deals with China? Hey, we got more to talk about here right after this. Four zero six two nine four zero nine seventy. This is David Noble in for Aaron Flint. 
Fox News commentary. American taxpayers are shelling out at least $182 billion per year on illegal immigration, and the blank checks keep coming. I'm Tommy Lahren. More next. Get all of your favorite Fox News podcasts ad-free on Apple Podcasts with Fox News Podcasts Plus. From Trey Gowdy, the Fox News Rundown, Will Kane, Brian Kilmeade, and so much more. Go to foxnewspodcasts.com for all the details. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. According to the Federation for American Immigration Reform, illegal immigration costs American taxpayers at least $182 billion a year. That means each taxpayer has a bill for roughly $1,100 on our tab. This cost is incurred by the nearly 16 million illegal immigrants on the books and the 5.4 million children of illegal immigrants we also support. I don't want to hear the nonsense about illegals paying taxes because analysis shows they contribute around $32 billion but cost us over $150 billion more than that. This is an outrage. Mothers can't find baby formula, everyday essentials such as eggs, are priced through the roof, not to mention the cost of childcare, college, insurance, and housing. We simply cannot keep funneling more people through our southern border. We are bankrupting our country little by little, and the Democrats are letting it happen. We've already got a national debt over $31 trillion. Turn off the spigot! I'm Tommy Lahren, and you can watch my show, Tommy Lahren is Fearless at Outkick.com. Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios. Trusted by the Northwest, Montana-owned. Online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. It's David Noble with a K. I'm an attorney here in Billings. You can find me online at LectureFan, L-C-T-R-F-A-N. Got a couple of messages. I want to get back to that story that the menace from Ennis sent. We got one here uh, from Dennis in Bozeman. It says, after discovering that Fauci's disease came from China, why should we trust anything from China? Great question. Let's go to Arnie in Boyd. Arnie, thanks for calling. Yeah, yeah, I was calling you talking about politics today. I was calling about Mark Roscoe. Mark Roscoe is a rhino. He's doing the Democratic work right now. That's what's, yep. that's what's going on with him. Yep. He's trying to turn those, uh, them old Republicans and stuff towards uh, our uh, our Republicans. He's a he's a deep stater. Yep, I agree. I, we're hearing we're hearing something in the background of your phone call. I don't know if you can mute that unless you had anything more to say. No, that's good. I'm sorry. That was your radio. That's the radio. Okay, thanks. Yeah, callers, remember, turn off the radio in the background. It causes some issues here. But no, Arnie, I, great call. Thank you, Arnie. And, and you're right. Um, I don't even consider Mark, Mark Roscoe's not even a Republican. I mean, you could call him a rhino. I mean, I guess he's a rhino if he's a Republican in name only. But, but I mean, in my mind, he's not even a Republican. He 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 supports Democrats. He he's a literal Democrat. He endorses Democrats. Uh, he voted for and or maybe not. He didn't vote for. He endorsed Monica Trinnell against Ryan Zinke. He supported Joe Biden against Trump. I mean, if you support Democrats in in elections, you're a Democrat. You're not a Rhino. Um, so I fully support what the what the Montana GOP did um, on that front. Thought it was a a great. Uh, a great little resolution they had there. It's a, it's it's unfortunate, you know, because uh, it happens a lot where these Republicans, um, you know, you look back on Mark Roscoe's time as governor in Montana, and I think uh, most people would say that he was a he was a good Repub- conservative Republican then. I wasn't. I don't know that much about him from that time. 
obviously I was pretty young at that time, but my understanding is he governed as a Republican pretty conservatively as governor. I, I don't know that for sure. That's just what I've heard from other folks. But boy, as he turned the wrong way and you get too involved in, in politics and it just seems to be over time, you become more and more establishment probably due to personal interests. Uh, the story uh, that the menace from Ennis sent Signature Bank becomes the next casualty of banking turmoil after Silicon Valley Bank. This is the Reuters story from last night. Um, or actually, yeah, no, yesterday. State regulators closed the New York-based Signature Bank on Sunday, the third largest failure in U.S. banking history, two days after they shuttered Silicon Valley Bank in a collapse that stranded billions in deposits. Now, I've been commenting about how this is all John Tester's fault, and allow me to explain. Okay, this is why this entire bank collapse and now a bailout, a bailout of rich people in Silicon Valley uh, is now John Tester's fault along with Joe Biden and the Democrats, and here's why. They triggered inflation by passing their $2 trillion blowout spending package in early 2021. Right after Joe Biden took over, they passed a $2 trillion stimulus package that lit the fire of inflation. Everybody recognizes it. There was no inflation. And, and look, Republicans aren't, you know, they aren't perfect when it comes to spending. They've spent a lot of money. They've put us into a lot of debt as well. But but everybody realizes that, that that two trillion dollar spending package that John Tester supported and voted for, and now John Tester is out there bragging about it. That's what triggered the inflation, okay? And that and then and then John Tester has has not cut spending to address the inflation. That's the other problem here. Congress should be helping the Federal Reserve stop inflation by cutting federal spending. We need massive, massive across-the-board cuts to federal spending, but John Tester will not do it. All he wants is more spending and more spending and more spending. That causes the inflation. Okay, and then the, the inflation causes the Federal Reserve to hike interest rates at the fastest pace ever. This is the fastest the Federal Reserve has ever gone from essentially zero up to four and a half percent in in just a couple of sh uh, short months, it feels like. But the fastest rate hikes ever. And those rate hikes then caused the Silicon Valley Bank to collapse through two different reasons. Their bond portfolio dropped in value and the tech industry and venture capital industry slowed down and had to start pulling out deposits, causing a bank run. And now a taxpayer funded bailout. I don't care what Democrats say, the Washington or the Wall Street Journal is right. This is a bailout. This should have never happened. And John Tester is responsible.